Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, hello, hello. This is Sandy. I'm so thrilled that you're here with me today at Last First Date Radio. We are an acclaimed show about achieving healthy, off-the-charts love, especially in the second half of life. This is a show for single people. It's a show for people who are coupled. There is something for everybody here, and um, I am excited to be speaking today with clinical psychologist Richard John Churn and his partner, Jamie Love Adam. And we're going to be talking about sexuality and disability in particular, but love in general. Um, I am a dating coach for women over 40, and I love helping those women date as the high-value woman that they are in the rest of their lives, because I find that so many people, and this is not just a woman issue, but so many people give up their value in partnership, um, in a romantic partnership, but show up as incredible people in every other aspect of their lives. And I just got off the phone this morning with a client who was struggling with how to be upfront and honest with um, with her friend about the guy she's currently dating. It's a sticky situation. And what I help women do is is to really find out what's going on for you. What is your need? And are you worrying too much about pleasing other people while giving up your own value? This is something that's so, so common, and it's something that I love helping women to overcome, to be able to speak up, show up, and attract the love they deserve. Um, I am having something really special going on in November that I'm inviting any woman over 40 who is single to. We are limited to 20 women, but it's a live retreat, and it's going to take place November 2nd through 4th in Stamford, Connecticut at the Sheridan Hotel. And it's going to be a deep dive into valuing yourself, into understanding your own needs, wants, feelings, learning how to express them, learning how to understand men and how they're different from women. And um, and we're even going to set up some mock date situations. We're going to create a vision board for love. We're going to do a lot of really cool things. And on the last day, I'm going to have my image stylist come and help the women style themselves so they look taller, thinner, younger, and dress to really express who they are at their core. So uh, visit my website, lastfirstdate.com forward slash woman dash value dash live dash retreat. That's woman dash value dash live dash retreat. And it's woman with an A, not women, plural, it's singular. So um, I hope to see some of you at the live retreat. And um, now I'm going to introduce my guest for today, guests. We have uh, Richard John Churn. He is a clinical psychologist and rehabilitation counselor with 20 years of experience in the field of disabilities. He's also a life coach and a facilitator for his clients who are struggling with issues. He has overcome his own obstacles related to his cerebral palsy, and he feels that it has assisted him and empowered him to help others with disability by changing attitudes 
about who we are as people. Um, he also has a full life spending time in San Diego and New York with his wonderful partner, Jamie Adams. They are domestic partners, and uh, I can't wait to have you speak to them. So let's talk about sexuality and disability with Jamie and Richard. Hey, guys. Hey. Good afternoon. How are you? Thank you. Sandy. Yes, that was a <laughs> great afternoon. intro. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. I actually have a close friend with cerebral palsy, and one of the first things that she was dealing with when she was dating after her divorce was feeling like men were rejecting her because of her condition. And I kept saying to her, you need to love yourself first and not reject yourself for your condition. And once she stopped really thinking that people were criticizing or or rejecting her because her arm is shaped a certain way, she walked a certain way, she ended up attracting the most amazing partner. They got married last summer, and they are... I I have never seen her happier. He loves every part of her, um, and especially what's inside, which is so beautiful. So this is near and dear to my heart. Well, I'm yes. glad you didn't meet Richard before I did, because then I wouldn't <laughs> have gotten him, because I had him now. He's mine. <laughs> but you're lucky to have him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I am. I was the one person. I was so lucky to get him before anybody else did. So tell us true. how I you was met. His first. How did we meet, Richard? Oh, that's the story, isn't it, Jamie? It's <laughs> crazy. It's a crazy well, story. Well, uh, um, go ahead. You go first, and then I'll feed in. Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, um, I was. Um, I had a new job working with the Shriners uh, as a bartender. And it's really crazy how I got this gig, but um, I didn't even, I've never been a bartender before, but a friend of mine just popped out of nowhere and said, hey, I know these people, they call themselves Rat Pack, something or other, la, la, la. And I was like, you know, because I'm, I'm really into Frank Sinatra and all these and stuff, and I like to dress like Marilyn Monroe, and she knew this, and, and she said she knew these people, and, and I could travel around the countryside and bartend and, and help the Shriners uh, raise money for Shriners Hospital. And I was like, wow, that sounds sounds like a lot of fun. So um, I met this, this young man who uh, actually told me about Richard a uh, long time before I got to meet Richard because I was talking to this young man who was just coming into his organization, and he he, he was – I was telling him about how I dated people that had disabilities before, and I really wanted to work with people with disabilities. And, you know, this this was just my, you know, stepping stone. I wasn't going to do this forever. I really wanted to do something meaningful with my life. And and uh, he's like, oh, I, I know this guy. He's a doctor. And, and I was like, oh, he's a doctor. Well, send him my number. And uh, apparently Richard had my number for a very long time. Before he, he he never even called me, to be honest. He never called no, me. No, I didn't. Richard. <laughs> I didn't. You want uh, you want to tell him why person, he didn't call me? Yeah. I was too afraid. 
And I didn't, because I, uh, Cisco, the person that Jamie's speaking of, he's a Masonic brother and a, a Shriner. Uh, we met at a function and he goes, hey, I got this girl I want you to meet. Let me show you a picture. She was this beautiful blonde with these brown eyes and these, she's just so adorable, you know. She goes, let me give you a phone number. I said, God, you look like Marilyn Monroe. She goes, yeah, he's, she's a dead ringer for Marilyn Monroe. And you should hear her sing. And Sandy, she's got a great voice mm. too, Jamie. She's she's like mm. a court song singer, you know. So she gave me he gave me her number. I had it in her, my cell phone, and I got up to the last digit, and I would I would hang up because I'd say, wow, you know, she's so beautiful and attractive. Uh, I don't think I'm interesting enough for her, so I would hang up. <laughs> so I never mm. called her. <laughs> And he gave me Stop. her phone number in January of 2013, and uh, we met physically in September of 2013 uh, at That's this right. Shriner convention. Uh, it was September 17th, to be exact. That's right. And mm-hmm. I was—I had a busy day that day. I was working with my editor Anita uh, via Skype. And she lives in Portland, and I live on Long Island, in on Long Island, New York. Uh, and we had been working on my galley proofs for about three hours because I wanted to get the book out, uh, my memoir called The Little Engine That Did It, uh, to Balboa Press, my publisher, before Christmas. So we had to wrap things up by the end of September. And we had finished up, and I was really tired. And I was like, well, I don't think I really want to go to this weekend, you know. And uh, I was relaxing in my bedroom. And this voice in my head said, you better go. Pack your bags and get going because this weekend is going to change your life. So I called my friend Oscar, who was going too. We put my scooter in the back of his pickup truck. And uh, off we went to the hotel, which was in Hopog, uh, Long Island, about 30 minutes east of us. And he got out the scooter. He goes, okay, I'll get the luggage. You just roll into the hospitality suite, and I'll see you in there. So I I said hi to the guys, and somebody opened up the door, and I rolled my scooter in. And everybody's yelling my name and stuff. And then out of the right corner of my eye, I see this blonde flash. And this blonde flash started to move in my direction. And usually every time I, I met a woman, you know, I would always say, well, maybe she's going to be the one. Maybe she's going to be the one that uh, I can maybe have a date with and, you know, maybe it'll uh, get serious. But maybe, you know, I was always prepared for that eventuality. And Uh she said she started coming and coming and all of a sudden she stopped right in front of my scooter. (laughs) And then I leaned over and I leaned over at scooter and and I said, hey, how you doing, scooter? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew who he was. I was like, wow. I knew exactly who he was because um, uh, Cisco was at that party. And, That's right. and he said, yeah, Richard's going to be here today. And so I was literally waiting, you know, biting my nails, waiting for him, talking to somebody else, but just, you know, kind of one eye on the – I'm sure I looked really weird, but one eye on the door – you know, and having a conversation with somebody else. And then all of a sudden I hear this kind of like 
eruption in the room, and it's like, hey, Richie, how you doing? Hey, Rich, hey, Rich, hey, Rich, Rich, hey, Rich, hey, you know, everybody is just, it's almost a small roar, you know, and everybody's just, Richard, Richard, you know, so I'm like, oh, well, he's got a lot of friends, and everybody mm-hmm. likes him, he's kind of popular, and then I saw him, and I'm like, oh, he's cute. You know, I actually saw him, the you know the back of his eye. I go, God, he looks Jewish. I was like, Oh, he's cute. Look at this little guy. This little, uh, oh gosh, the name is fleeting me now. But but uh, who's who's a cute little Jewish man that 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 does the movies? Uh, the director of all the movies in the oh, world. Woody Allen? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. He's got the Woody Allen sex appeal thing going. You know. <laughs> hey, come on. Woody had what? a lot of cute girlfriends, yes, right? He, he really Okay, yeah. let's get that out of the way. It's the elephant yes. in the room. So I went over to him, and <laughs> and I, I'm like, hey, Scooter, you know, how you doing? And when our, our eyes locked, it was like everything disappeared. The whole yeah. room disappeared. The floor disappeared. It became one of those white scenes out of the Matrix where nothing was there at all. And it was just us. Just us. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, whoa. And I said, um, okay, so are you hungry? Can I get you some get a plate of food? Because we were at a banquet hall, you know, there's lots of food. Yeah. So let's, let's go sit down and talk, you know. Because I've been waiting for you. I'm waiting yes. for you, and and he was like, "Wow, you know, like he thought I was an angel, and I thought he was an angel, and we were just mm. we were floating on clouds for the rest of the evening." Yeah, wow. and I think if I wouldn't have been sitting in the scooter, Sandy, I probably would have fell down because I would have got dizzy, you know, because that's <laughs> how that's how fast the room was spinning, you know, and. Uh, and we, uh, she was blowing up my phone with text messages the whole night and the day, the day after. She goes, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about you. Let's have breakfast. And I was like, well, I have to go. I got to do some stuff with the guys. She goes, but, but I got to see you. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to spend a, a Saturday night together. And that was a, that was a wonderful experience. And the room was kind of set up for me, which is kind of amazing. And, uh, you know, uh, we've never looked back, actually. Mm. Uh, you know, that once. Sounds like an amazing beginning. I, I Unfortunately, yeah. we only have a half hour, and it's, this is a long story, and I want to get some more stuff in here. So sure, if we can yeah. jump to, I mean, this is like a fairy tale, and I love, I love the story. Um, and if, if you could share some of the challenges that you've had in your relationship together, because this is all the bliss parts. So if you can share some of the challenges that people can uh, learn from. Well, I think Jamie can speak, and then I'll, I'll, I'll interject, you know. Oh, yes. Well, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges for me, um, being over 40, um, is that I've had a lot of sexual experiences. And... Um, Richard uh, had not. So one of the challenges for us in our relationship and getting started was the wealth of of knowledge I had and the lack of knowledge he had or experience. 
and which was kind of interesting for me because it was like, oh, I got to, I get to teach somebody something, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. you know my blood I'm a teacher, so um, it it was kind of it was kind of kinky in a way, you know, I was like, oh, it's something mm-hmm. different, you know, I've never been with somebody like this before, and um, it, it it was it was spicy, it was different, you know. So that was exciting, but the challenges of, of you know, having sex um, on top all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and making it, making it awesome every time, you know, it's, it's, that is a challenge. And mm-hmm. so we, we had to start experimenting and seeing what, what Richard was able to do um, in different situations, you know, could, could he, could he stand up and and use his cane, you know, to support himself? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he yeah. did. And uh, I had to get creative, you know. Um, can I tell them the table story? Absolutely. Is yes, it, the kitchen okay, table. Okay, I got him. The, I got him on the kitchen <laughs> table, so he could mm-hmm. sit down. And and uh, did you say explore my petals the last time? Yeah. Yes, explore I, my I petals. Explore your petals That's like correct. a flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, there, there. You know, we you have to be open-minded, creative, uh, thinker. You know, kind of think on your toes. Uh, getting around town is a challenge. You know, uh, yes. transportation, mm-hmm. in and out of cars, getting scooters, keeping crutches. You know. Yeah. Accessible uh, you know, uh, walkways, everything, you know. Yeah. And, what about, and, and the reactions, too, that we get from people are very interesting because when I'm out in public, Sandy, by myself, people look at me and, you know, and they stare. And I know that they're not doing that because they're curious and they just want to ask questions. And sometimes people do and I answer them, you know, and, and then they go, go away from that interaction with more knowledge. And understanding mm-hmm. about people with disabilities. Uh, now, the, the flip side is very different because when I'm with Jamie, uh, these same people will smile at us and then will come up to me and say, high five me, you know, and say, there you go, man, because she's pushing me in the wheelchair or we're walking down the street. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, that's, that's the interesting phenomenon when I'm with her. Uh, and mm-hmm. I was a trumpet player in school, so I was blessed with a really good tongue. Uh, because I knew how to hit those high notes. So that's how uh, we, I learned that I could satisfy a woman in that way. Uh, and also mm. I think our, our relationship is about intimacy and exploring the emotional intimacy, which was really the glue uh, with a relationship, I feel, mm-hmm. from my perspective. And she was my, she is my Mrs. Robinson. She taught me a lot of things in terms of how to uh, relax, uh, how to kiss because it, uh, at first I was more stiff and she taught me how to loosen mm-hmm. my lips and now I don't have to worry about that anymore hmm. to answer your question. Yeah. So um, when you say Mrs. Robinson, is, what's the age difference between the two of you? Well, I'm 54. Well, actually, yeah, he's a little older than me. I'm 46. But mm-hmm. um, as far as experience, I think that's what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I was referring to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. what I thought. But Mrs. Robinson mm-hmm. always, to me, is the example of the older woman, younger man. So, 
Right. Just curious about that. Well, we kind of are. I mean, if you think about it experientially, definitely I'm Mrs. Robinson to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sexually. Uh, Sexually. Yes. But mm-hmm. he's my nutty professor. So, you know, <laughs> we, can, we could switch places as many times as we want to. And that's the great dynamic of our relationship is we are just such mm-hmm. the odd couple, but we're so yin and yang. We fit so well together, you know, as a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what what crazy girl doesn't want doesn't need a psychologist? I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm her Lewis to her Martin in terms of the Martin and Lewis analogy, the the comedy team, and she mm-hmm. is uh, peanut butter to my jelly. So that's how it works. Uh, and considering that's we great. have a long distance relationship, it, it really does work. You know. We spend a lot of time mm-hmm. on the phone and uh, on Facebook Messenger doing video chats, and, you know, it works well. And we see each other, I don't know, once every three months or so, and and we're always together, uh, you know, doing the Blog Talk radio show and whatever else we're doing in terms of promoting our mission statement. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I'm cool. sorry, Sandy. You know, we're so long-winded because we when yes. we have a show – it's an hour long, so it's it's we're we're having to learn how to cut our answers shorter. Yes. Yeah. With you. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, I used to have an hour show, and I cut it to a half hour because I found that you know it's it just people like to get in and out of things most most of the time today. People have like a three second attention span, um, so yeah. we try to pack a lot of really good stuff in a half hour. Um, but yeah, I love Understood. I love how you guys talk about each other, and it's it's I think for people of all types, it's important to be open and expansive about who your partner is, who your ideal partner is, and I I think what you brought up about teaching somebody sexually, a lot of people really have an issue with that. Like they think if a person isn't right out of the gate like the perfect sexual partner, then it's not going to work. And I have a good friend who was dating a widower who had very poor sexual style. Um, His technique was not not at all what she wanted. And so she worked with him. And he didn't have a great relationship with his first wife. Um, You know, they, they were lacking in the intimacy department. So they ended up having one of the most beautiful relationships and they just got married this past year too. And um and and I was just listening to a podcast about kissing and the the guy was talking about kissing and whether you can teach somebody to kiss um in a way that you'll enjoy more. And I, I think first you know, you can try. You can certainly try. I think kissing is, is one of the hardest things I think to teach. Um it sounds like that wasn't your issue. Well, for um, Richard really explains it well. How I explained it to him, um, you want to tell tell her what I told you, Richard? Sure. Uh, she said to me one day, she goes, "You see this peach?" And she took it out of my fruit bowl. She goes, "You know how to eat a peach? You bite in, and your lips are nice and soft and relaxed." She goes, "That's my lips. I want you to pretend I'm a peach and mm-hmm. relax. Get your head out of it." Because I was thinking too much about being a good lover because, you know, mm-hmm. I knew that she had experience, so I was going to be the best. 
okay, experience that she had. And whenever uh-huh. I thought about that, it kind of stymied me and stifled me. It so, made him very uh-huh. tense yes. and yeah. very and stiff. Tense. And yeah. he would come at me with his lips completely puckered as tightly as you could be puckered. Like, I, excuse my French, but he, he was kind of like a, a, a the back end, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> puckered. <laughs> and, you know, very appealing. <laughs> No. And I was like, I was like, um, you know, I would actually have to grab his face and kind of like smush his lips around and, and massage his cheeks and kind of do one kind of thing, you know, and, and, and it was really quite comical. And I hope that somebody does a, re, uh, not a reality show, but a, a movie on us someday, because that's a really funny scene. It's me yes, teaching mm-hmm. Richard how to kiss. You know, and and he'd come back at me with the stiff face again, and I I want to kiss you now. Come on, give me a kiss. And I'd be like, No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna try this again. Breathe. <sighs> Do one yes. of these. <sighs> like that, yeah. you know. Motorboat, motorboat. Come on, get those lips yes. looser. <laughs> I love it. It's a good thing I was well, a trumpet guys, player because I would bust my lips. Yeah. You guys are great at at finding the humor in in life's tougher moments, which I think is such an important thing. So, uh, you know, it sounds like that's something that you do naturally and easily. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about the importance of being able to laugh at yourself and laugh in your relationship? Well, I oh can say gosh. this. Uh, if Jamie and I aren't laughing, uh, 30 seconds into our conversation when we say good morning to each other, uh, we're in trouble, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much like, what's wrong? <laughs> okay, yes, exactly. what's going mm-hmm. on? Uh, you know, um, yeah, laughter is a huge part of our relationship, huge. Um, uh, Richard makes me laugh and smile every day. If I'm not, um, I mean, it's always something, he, you know, he, he says, he has the greatest thing. What does he say? Oh God! Um, you know, I'm consistent in spurts. I died when he said that one. That's that's one. I I said I'm going to make a book of quotes like that. I'm consistent in spurts. And you know, <laughs> I mean, the things that Richard says. He's he's so cute. He's definitely a nutty professor. He ha he's he's a little on the naive side because of his disability. His his mom kind of like sheltered him a lot when he was growing up, you know, yeah. and I understand that, you know, being born with a disability in the sixties is probably really difficult, um, you know, for, for his mother, you know, his, yes. I can imagine his mother, his mother is a little high strung also, um, yeah. hyper protective. And so yeah. he didn't well, I, get a lot, I had a a child. lot going on, you know, I had a child with yes. disabilities. So I, I had um, watched my cousin being raised by her parents, and she was in a wheelchair from the time she was 12. Mm -hmm. And I vowed to never raise any of my children in the same way because what they did was they they, they protected her, they deified her, they ignored the other children and put her on a pedestal. And mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. said, I'm going to treat my son the way I treat any of my other children. And I did. I mean, he had all the same mm-hmm. 
punishments and the same, you know, consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a disservice to to coddle and protect, but it's a natural mother instinct as as a mother, yes. I can tell you. Um, yes. True. Yeah. So. To sum up, and just to leave a few words for our audience, um, because you guys are such a great, great role model for people with and without disabilities. Um, oh, you know, what, you. what's what's one takeaway that you want to leave them with? Oh, um, well, love, love, loving, and um, understanding, compassion. You know, love equals understanding and compassion. That's what I want to say. Um, you know, having ha, taking a moment um, to not judge and 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 look a little deeper than the surface. Mm-hmm. That's that's yes, what I would I, I would want to take away from this. Mm, and I would say, great. you know, that we're we're all mirrors to each other, Sandy. Mm, yeah. And mm-hmm. and who you look at is also who you are in your reflection. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be aware of that. And that's what Jamie and I and you and so many of us are out there doing. We're trying to make people aware of all of the gifts that we have and give each other appreciation of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. If you don't appreciate yourself uh, for who you are, how are you going to be able to uh, you know, get out there and be a partner for somebody else? dating or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to be open to learning. Uh, Jamie is my greatest teacher. I've learned so much from her in the two years we've been together, a crash course. Uh, It was, Mm -hmm. I'm flying by the seat of my pants, but I'm loving every minute of it. And Mm -hmm. I think we're all teachers and students to each other. That's the point I'm trying to make. And through that Mm -hmm. experience and that interaction, we can change each other and each one of us that we interact with. Uh, one person at a time, one step at a time. Yeah. I love it. On thank journey. you so much, Sandy. Oh, thank you. This was a wonderful, wonderful show, and I'm sure you've inspired many people both here in our show and, and in your own work and your show. Um, so thank you so much for joining me here today on Last First Date Radio, and I wish you continued laughter and love together. Yes, Thank us you. too. We wish that for you too, Sandy. And we Thank look forward you. to seeing you again. All right. Take care. Thank you. Okay, and thanks a, everybody for joining everybody. us today. Have a great Bye. day and hope you all go on your last first date very soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.